Hey, this is Brother Austin McCormick, and this is the 12th episode of the Context is Key podcast. We're podcasting from Shepherd Baptist Church today, and today I have Brother John Stroop on the podcast. John Stroop is the co-founder of Freeway Ministries based in Springfield, Missouri. John is a faithful husband and father, a passionate preacher, and is always sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. And you can find out more about John at johnstroop.net. Brother John, welcome to the podcast today. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, I told Brother John that I just wanted to talk a little bit about a couple things. One was Freeway Ministries. Two, uh, we're going to talk about the grand opening of the Freeway Ministries headquarters. Three, this book that I just read his bio off of. And four, uh, some other stuff he's working on. So would you tell us a little bit about what Freeway Ministries is for someone that has absolutely no idea? So Freeway Ministries, um, best, definitely a diverse outside-of-the-box ministry. So we have two things that we do. Uh, one is that we create outreaches for evangelism, discipleship, and local church involvement. Um, instead of planting churches, I plant ministries alongside local, like faith churches, um, and and then it's like an awareness for a people group, and that people group is the people group of um, people who come from homelessness, addiction, um, criminal background, and we we create a way to evangelize them, working with local agencies, um, probation, parole, judicial, and, and the church members actually become the missionaries, and the mission field is their own backyard. So it's kind of like an awareness for that people group. Instead of kids, we're reaching these folks. And um, so once we create the the um, the outreach, that church takes it over, and it becomes a ministry of the church. And uh, at the end of the night, they're invited to that local church, whichever one that is. And then we have kind of a phase two. Um, we plant what we call discipleship houses, which is a, a local um, live in 24 hour day discipleship environment. I call it an atmosphere of change to where we create a place where people live in a classroom like they did with Jesus. Jesus didn't have a book that they went through and checked boxes. They lived with him. They ate with him. They slept with him. And so we, we, uh, we have that. And so that's, that's who we are. That's what we do. Awesome. How many freeway ministries is there worldwide? I mean, places where you're ministering right now? Well, we have two in Springfield. We have one in Ash Grove, one in Marshfield, one in Oklahoma, or one in uh, Omaha, and then we have one in uh, South Africa. Awesome. Well, I won't ask you too many questions since a lot of that information is in the book, but tell us a little bit about uh, the headquarters opening up and what that ministry is for you guys. So we've been nomadic. Um, we haven't had uh, our own building, so to speak. We lease properties. Uh, like I said, the ministry becomes a ministry of the local church. We're a nonprofit, 501c3, that um, creates evangelist disciple uh, disciple makers and missionaries out of church members to where they create this ministry alongside the local church. So it actually becomes a, a ministry of that church, and um, they, they oversee it. So no one's been able to, Monday through Friday, just come to the door of Freeway Ministries my office has been in my car, and after that, my friend had a law, has a law firm, and they let me have one in his law firm. But we uh, we we wanted a place uh, to have a home base, and to where we can launch ministries, train train churches, um, just do lots of cool stuff. And so, and 
2017, we found a bowling alley that was pretty much condemned. And uh, it was 37,000 square foot of junk. No, The roof was gone, um, raining in the building, black mold, you name it, it was there. And so we bought the big piece of junk. And uh, in 2017, we purchased this property. And uh, we raised $1.5 million. Self, we, we raised it, no taxpayer money. We did it, and God did it and allowed us to do it. And um, so we have redone this whole building. And now we're looking like our soft launch will be April 13th of 2019. But this place will be a place where any church in America or around the world can send um, a representative who has a burden to be equipped to learn more and to reach this people group uh, because we are facing an epidemic. And, and if, you, if you look up statistically in America, the number one cause of accidental death for Americans under 50 is overdose. I think the, the last year it might have been 17,000 people died and um it's been four years in a row i think but the crime we have is a problem because of the drugs that we have i believe that drug addiction and drug dealing is domestic terrorism on u.s soil so what we're doing now is we're we want to have a place where you can send your representative they live in the house they learn the ins and outs of our ministry they learn the model they learn how we do everything we do and then they come back a week later to your church equipped um, to be able to do this type of ministry. Yeah. Amen. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned that Brother John is the author of his new book, From the Pit to the Pulpit. You want to just give a little bit of plug on that? The Pit to the Pulpit is a book um, about God and other people more than it is about me, but it's also a small group book. It has um, each chapter is a, is a subject. Uh, that has to do with God, their scripture all through the the book and every chapter. And it's about um, basically a story of redemption, my story of redemption, um, from where God took a homeless needle junkie who was hopeless that comes from a family that's very dysfunctional and uh, radically changed him. And, and it talks about all the people uh, that God used along the journey. And so uh, it's the journey from the pit to the pulpit. And so I wrote that book and um, put it out there, and, and God has been using it in a mighty way. Amen. I highly recommend the book. I was able to plow through it in one day. Uh, so for the person that's listening, I recommend you get it. It's available via Amazon, Kindle. Uh, where can they get it from you? They can get it on Amazon. They can get it on Kindle Unlimited. I get royalties for every page you read, so if you read it on there, it'd be cool. And uh, uh, if you want, if you're around Springfield, you can stop by the headquarters and get a copy. Um, there's a few local bookstores in Springfield that have it. Um, ABC Books has it, and so uh, that's basically how you get it. So uh, this was your first book that you've authored, correct? Yes, sir. What are some other things that you're working on right now? So I'm, I'm working on two books right now. Uh, one is probably 80% finished, but I'm working on a book on enabling. I want to help families that do have loved ones that are 
drug addicts and they don't know what to do. Uh, I get phone calls from families and I have to walk them through these steps. And uh, they always, I've had, I don't know how many I've had tell me this, but they say, do you have anything for us? And I say, no. And it, it's just convicting my heart. And so I started writing this book um, for families of loved ones. And uh, the chapters are basically uh, the counsel I give people when I work with them and their families. And so, you know, I'm not a professional counselor. I don't, I don't have a, a counseling degree. My undergrad, if I ever get it, will be in biblical counseling. But so it's just the, the experience that I have from dealing with this coming from that background uh, and it's it's helped I mean God's used it to help a lot of people so I figured I'd put it out there and then I have another book it's going to be a pastor's manual and the pastor's manual will be from the moment you run into these different people the moment you run into a homeless prostitute what do you do the moment you get a guy on the street and he's barefoot and he wants help and he didn't have anywhere to live what's what do you do right the what do you do when you pick a guy up from prison hmm. where do you start so uh these these are things step by step that i want to develop for pastors that way they can learn how to do this yeah. hmm. that's good i'm excited to for them those books to come out and that can benefit me and my ministry as well um i didn't tell you we we're going to do this but i just thought about it while we were podcasting uh i noticed that warren wearsby wrote the review for from the pit to the pulpit talk a little bit about how he's been an influence in your life and then i'll wrap things up so warren wearsby in a prison cell um i wanted to know what jesus did with the bad guys because i was one so i looked for him and i found out that god used uh people like me but not only that that we're all bad and i always misquote the 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 address but it's romans three ten. It says there's none good, no, not one. And uh, finding out that all, we're all bad is pretty good news to a bad guy. And so whenever uh, I found that God used people like me and handpicked them, called them by name, picked them, uh, I surrendered my life to God, and uh, I did not have an idea of what to do. I didn't know what ministry was, but I knew God was calling me into it. But I wouldn't have been able to tell you ministry because I didn't know the word. You know, I'm a first-generation Christian. And so through the process of time, I met a guy named Rudy, and he noticed that I was really hungry for God. He'd been in the same prison cell for 12 years in Bowling Green, Missouri. And um, he started bringing me these printed-off papers. They were commentaries. I didn't know what a commentary was, but he, he'd give me these stack, like something... For instance, you would print off of your computer, you know, a book or a chapter, and he would give them to me. And um, he'd give me all kinds of different resources, but these one commentaries really stuck out. But it was printed off paper, and Warren Wearsby doesn't ever talk about himself, so I didn't know who he was. And so one day, I, I, seen, I devoured these commentaries. They had all the answers I needed, and um, I began to grow. And most of my waking time was in God's word in prison, hours every day. Just a hunger that doesn't come from man, a real hunger from God. He gave me the gift to be hungry for him. I believe that. And so one of his commentaries, he mentions himself in a story. 
he's having a conversation and he he goes through the conversation he said the guy said Warren Wearsby and I wrote it down so when I got out of prison um, and got a job as a bell ringer for the Salvation Army my first paycheck I went to the Christian bookstore and bought a complete New Testament Warren Wearsby commentary series wow and then when I got my next paycheck I went and bought the old complete commentary series and then through the process of time, called into evangelism, um, discipleship, started co-founder, started free will with a couple of guys at a coffee shop. Um, I was preaching a youth camp, and I quoted Warren Wearsby, his a humility quote. He said, humility isn't thinking lowly of yourself. It's not thinking of yourself at all. Hmm. And this guy heard me, Gary Fuller, Pastor Gary Fuller. And he said, hey, would you like to tell Warren Wearsby your story? Because I gave him my testimony. He said, he's a friend. And we have a, we have a prayer meeting together in Lincoln, Nebraska. If you're ever in Lincoln, Nebraska, you come talk to us. Or I'd like to set that up. Little did he know that we were going to start a freeway in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, not Lincoln, but Omaha. Two or three months from that moment. So I called him and I said, yes, I would. here's the day I'll be up there. So he set it up and I went into Warren Wearsby's house, him and his wife, Betty. Warren Wearsby deathly ill right now, by the way. And um, I went to his house and told him my story. He signed all my books. He prayed over me, hmm. took me into his private library. And it was nothing but a miracle. And uh, so I wrote this book and I called Gary. I said, hey. I told Gary, I said, would you, uh, would you mind um, asking Warren Wearsby if he would endorse my book? He said, you're wasting your time. He said, I had a guy, and he mentioned some well-known preacher. I asked him if he would, do, he would endorse his, and he, he shot me down. He said, here's his number. Why don't you call him and ask him? So I called him. And reminding him of who I was. He, th he still thinks I'm a black guy. He's African-American. He said, oh, you're the black preacher. You know, I didn't even change. I didn't even. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't really remember me too good. But he remembered me. And um, so I, I sent him the manuscript. And he sent me an endorsement back. Wow. And, uh, and so that's that story. Wow. Well, Brother John has been with me since... Sunday, and he's been with us in revival throughout the week, and uh, he's been speaking at our public schools, and now he's podcasting with me, and he's been pouring into me spiritually. So, Brother John, I just want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come and minister to me and minister to our community and minister to our church today and this week. So thank you for joining the podcast, and it's been a great pleasure to have you. Thank you, brother. God bless you. God bless you, brother. You've been listening to the Context is Key podcast, and before we sign off today, I want to ask that you would do a huge favor for me. If you have an Apple product, please, 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 please subscribe, comment, and give a review of our podcast via Apple Podcasts. That does a number of things for those who are listening. It helps people find our podcast easier, and it creates more traffic to our podcast so more people can listen to it. You've been listening to the Context is Key podcast. For more information regarding the Context is Key podcast, feel free to follow me on Twitter at BroAustin7. Once again, I want to thank you for listening to the Context is Key podcast. Don't forget, 
context is key.